Welcome to Pressing Buttons, a podcast about video games. In today's episode, Nick and I go over the Game Awards 2023 nominations. Enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to Pressing Buttons. I'm Hugo. I'm Nick. Another great week, another great episode coming at you. A little bit, you know, a day later, but it's coming at you anyways. (laughs) Episode 85, you know, uh... We're just going to start right off. We have no housekeeping, really, uh, to, to take care of. So uh, we're just going to start off. Um, and we're going to start off hot off the presses or off the press with some Game Award nominations. So uh, it's Monday, Monday the 13th. And Keeley, Jeff Keeley, just announced uh, the nominations for the Game Awards. So we wanted to uh, dig right in and kind of take a look at the lists. Uh, and go over some of the some of the list and and give uh, our takes on on some of the games nominated. Um, we will have our full predictions for hopefully our live show that we do during the Game Awards uh, on December seventh, seven thirty p.m. Eastern time, which is a Thursday. Uh, we'll do we'll try to do the same thing we did last year if time permits. Uh, and and you know if if we have no issues, um, and that's we'll we'll do a live stream of the game awards, reacting at the same time. Uh, and Nick and I will do our predictions. Then we'll 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 write down what we think or who we think is gonna win uh, each category, and and we'll do a little punishment for the loser. Which I forgot Maybe what it was can, last year. <laughs> that'd be a good opportunity for us to wear a Halloween costume. There you go. We we could wear Halloween costumes. There you go. Yeah, uh, why not? But uh, but yeah, we'll we'll do that. So um, we'll send more information on that on our Discord, which you can get to by going through our website, pressingbuttons.gg. Um, so make sure you guys look out for that and join us on December seventh for the Game Awards, our annual tradition of shitting on Jeff Keighley. Hopefully, he has better security. Than the last two times he's done needs, these things. Needs better security, for yeah, sure. Yeah. If, you, if he needs us to consult, just let us know. All right, so let's get started with these Game Award uh, nominations. Uh, we'll go right off, we'll go big right off the top, and that's Game of the Year. Uh, so we got Alan Wake, Baldur's Gate 3, well, Alan Wake 2, Baldur's Gate 3, Marvel Spider-Man 2, Resident Evil 4, Super Mario's Brothers Wonder, and The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, surprisingly not on here. Actually, or or might might not be surprisingly, uh, Starfield, which was Nick's stinker of twenty twenty two and surprising. Not surprising. It didn't. Uh, I don't think it it captured people's interest enough to be nominated for Game of the Year. Um, but it was also a very very uh, strong year for video games. Um, Hi-Fi Rush. I know some people at the beginning of the year were saying that um, that could be a contender, but uh, in Nick's own words, I would say uh, I think he said it it released too early and also it wasn't. Game of the Year contender. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a neat game. It's like it's, a, it's, it's, it's a great, it's a, it's a great game. It's just like not on the same tier. And any other year, probably would have been nominated. Yeah, 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 I think it's just a very crowded year. And and you know, my my reaction to seeing these nominees, it's like, I think all of these make sense. I do question Super Mario Brothers Wonder. I haven't played the game, uh. So, you know, there's there's that. I think I'll probably play it at some point. I'm just not in a big rush and i think i'll probably just wait to play whatever the re-release is on the on the next switch system <laughs> like so valid valid yeah yeah. but every, everything else on here makes a ton of sense uh i think i don't know maybe maybe with spider-man 2 i think earlier in the year we were like oh yeah like we think it's gonna be a good game 
who knows whether it's game of the year and then it came out and I think it just executed so well on on across a lot of different dimensions. So I think that's not so surprising. And I think Alan Wake too maybe is the other one that now that you know, I think well you've beaten it, I've played it. Once you start playing the game, you're just like, okay, yeah, like this this is a special experience and it now makes a lot of sense why it's on, on at on game of the year, but um, if you go back to like Summer Game Fest or earlier, I was just like, oh yeah, like that'll probably be like cool, but I'm not, I'm not like that, that into it. So, um, I don't know. So does that that makes sense? I think those are the two games that I didn't predict being game of the year, but now that we played them, it's like that makes a ton of sense and probably reasons why Starfield's not on here, where I think a lot of people probably just assume that would be a game of the year contender. I never. I never thought it was going to be a game of the year contender, so I feel I feel validated. But um, so that, that's that's always cool. Like I don't, I can't remember there being like I've played, I've played a meaningful amount. I've beaten two or I've beaten three of these games. Two others I will I plan on beating, and then Super Mario Wonder I'll I'll just play it at some point in my life. But I, I can't remember a year where I've ever played this many of the game of the years so like that's that's kind of cool i feel like i'd pick some winners yeah well I, we, we always kind of go back and, and say that this is one of the strongest years i think i can only recall um a couple years back maybe 2017 i'll have to look it up uh in the future for for better clarification but this is one of the strongest years uh obviously i agree with you i think every game that's on this category does deserve to to be here i would i would have been surprised if something like starfield uh kind of would have made it through um over any of these just because these have all been uh strong contenders whereas uh, uh um starfield I, I feel like it got mentioned it's been hyped for for years but ultimately uh when it got released it did deliver in a sense of like oh it didn't uh it didn't have any bugs or anything like that but in terms of like was it inspiring was it a great game would it knock any of these off i don't think so i think these uh six games are definitely better than, than starfield and i myself and i, I was okay. gonna throw out there uh final fantasy 16 as another another game that people would, like a lot of people would just probably assume to see that on game of the year um even though i didn't love the game i actually also kind of just would have assumed to see this on the list uh but i think again with Alan Wake 2, Spider-Man, Super Mario Bros. Wonder, some of these like later later in the year releases um that really just like crushed it. I think they probably like put pushed that out of consideration. And uh I, I like you, I played uh, half of these. I played uh Spider-Man 2, um Resident Evil 4 and Alan Wake 2 and I beat all of them. The other three I haven't played, but I know in the future, if I do play them, I know I'll enjoy them. And I know, uh, especially going off the internet and word of mouth and all that, um, I know that they, sh they deserve to be there. So I'm not mad at it. Um, it'll be interesting to see which one wins. Um, I know everybody has their favorites. We're not going to, like I said, we're going to stay off of the prediction list. We're going to save that for the show, the main show um, uh, for the Game Awards. But uh, I think, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if, Maybe one of the other ones kind of won, and I won't, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll keep it to that. Um, best game direction. And then in this one, it's a bit of the same. <laughs> we have Alan Wake 2, Baldur's Gate 3, Marvel Spider-Man 2, uh, Super Mario Bros. Wonder, and The Legends of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Um, kind of, 
I, I can understand best game direction. It does kind of seem like it's the same category, but at the same time, I think it's not. This one, I, I believe, is a little bit more divided just because, uh, you know, the, the way these games play definitely uh, have a lot to do with direction. Um, and it's not just about the overall story and the gameplay and all that stuff where, where I feel like game of the year kind of leans more towards that. And that's the reason that, that these two are different categories where game direction is what the game invokes. Um, you think this is going to be a hard category or, you know, what are your thoughts on, on game direction? I know you were saying it's, it's kind of the same. I think, I think, yeah, I think these are different. Well, yeah, first of all, I think I remember having this conversation here with the game rewards where it's like, what actually is the difference between game direction and, and game of the year? And I think, I think there is, but I feel like it's, there's a level of subjectivity. And I feel like if you ask this question to 10 different people, you get different answers. So it's, so I don't know. It's it's a little it's it's tricky. Um, I was thinking it's like who, who's the director of Resident Evil Four? Like I feel I feel sorry for that person. They're the only one that got uh, <laughs> excluded. That's the only one that doesn't show up in this category. That is in uh, Game of the Year. So I thought that well, was. Well, kind the of only because it's literally the, the exact yeah. same list except for Resident Evil Four. So the only reason I I would say I think why. Uh, RE4 is not in the best game direction. It's because it's a remake. So obviously you have the original director. Um, you're you're better at this than I am. Who who was it? Mikami. Yeah, Mikami. You you have him, and then the one that directed this one is somebody different. I don't know who it is, but I'm guessing even though they added more to the game, it's kind of tough to be like best game direction. Is it is it because? It's it's a new, it's it feels to you like a brand new game or it's just expanding on what the original did just with better graphics some added sections better gameplay and stuff like that so I think maybe that's the main reason why it's not in this category okay but well, that I, makes sense yeah I but, just feel like that's that's like a, it's a tricky one yeah it sets a precedent of uh, I don't know that that's, that's interesting but um, yeah I feel like I feel like it's 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 so it's so tough. Well, I think, I'm so biased. Like, I feel like I, I just feel like Baldur's Great Baldur's Gate's just gonna like clean up and take everything. I don't think um, I don't think that will be. I, I think it'll clean up in the major ones, but uh, on on the other smaller ones are just like the the more specific ones, I, I, which will go over. I think, I think not. We were kind of talking about this before we started recording, but I think you you were leaning towards Alan Wake Two. Yes, as like best best game direction, and I think. I think that could definitely be the case. I think it just has this like unique, uh, it's just like a unique experience in the way that they tell the story, and th there's just a lot of things it does very well. And so I think there's this like uniqueness element, whereas Baldur's Gate Three is just like the the scope of it is so fucking insane that like I don't think any any game will ever be able to compete with it. <laughs> So yeah, like, but, so but, like that's that, that's the that's so I think it's kind of like a toss up between those two. It's like it's Alan Wake Two, Baldur's Gate Three. Um, but you could also say the same thing for Tears of the Kingdom because when Tears of the Kingdom got released, like that was everybody's game of the year. And obviously, Breath of the Wild, um, when it came out, that kind of set the bar. And this is just Breath of the Wild. 
but uh plus uh in terms of like what you can do the things you could do with the new powers and everything like that so i think for a while at least until Baldur's gate 3 got released i think tears of the kingdom was the front runner for game of the year um and the game direction in that was great too so that's why i think this year uh, out of every other year at least that i remembered um it's kind of each game has their own different direction where i can see it why why it's so hard to pick but yeah i think i'm, I'm leaning more alan alan wake okay all right all right uh best adaptation and then this one obviously uh as as the video game world and the entertainment world kind of merge uh closer and closer together especially with netflix and sony kind of doing uh way more adaptations uh is a, definitely an interesting one we have castlevania nocturne uh, which is the anime uh the sequel to the uh previous one that they had we have the gran turismo movie uh by sony we have the last of us show uh on hbo by sony as well we have the super mario brothers movie by illumination and nintendo and then we have the twisted metal uh tv show by playstation and peacock this one's a little bit tricky just because uh, surprisingly i think all these adaptations are good <laughs> even with twisted metal thrown in there which we yeah which we definitely had our doubts about um but um it's definitely an interesting obviously the last of us did did great uh uh, a mature game and then told through a, uh, a mature uh view on the show on hbo uh with great characters um and great actors playing those characters i think it did really well and obviously the super mario brothers movie being such a blockbuster um especially you know with the audiences uh surpassing over a billion dollars gran turismo kind of i don't i can't say much about it i wasn't interested in it i don't think i'm interested in it i uh the story that it told um i did i had seen it in like an espn documentary about the whole thing before uh and i think that was kind of told better uh instead of more a dramatized version of it and obviously castlevania nocturne uh the animation of it looks looks amazing so i think this one's a pretty good category i would say for my money maybe the last of us uh or, or super mario what do you think uh, yeah, it's it's the same. It's I, I didn't watch the Mario Brothers movie, but um, I, it's it's stuff like I don't I don't know like who's picking these, and I kind of have like well, it's one hundred and twenty the, the Academy, members. not us, because we're we're just started. But. Yeah, like it's to me, it's like no, no, but I know that, but I'm I'm talking about like. <sighs> How, how much of like the oh, academy awards like style voting is gonna like drive drive this because if that's the case it's gonna be last of us like there's like you know what i mean gotcha, it's like the gotcha. same for the same the same for the same reason that like you would never see like a pixar film going against like a scorsese film <laughs> like uh so like because because of that it's this this kind of becomes like a weird category and i think it's going to become really like increasingly more interesting because i think the quality of adaptations has like in the last year or two have just like skyrocketed um so i think this is going to become like also like a pretty tricky category first of all just to even like pick like the list and then like who who's the winner so but that's kind of where my my head was at as well where i think it's either going to be last of us or or the mario brothers movie yeah, and with, um, with those, it's pretty tricky, too, because it's like, how faithful an adaptation is it? Like, do they go real hardcore and they they do a lot of references to the game? They make it just like the game? Or do they kind of take their liberties? Which I feel like all of these did take their liberties. And even though it's an adaptation, it's completely its own thing. 
Yeah. And yeah, no, but it's cool. It's just cool to see that, like, I think historically this category was like almost kind of like a not like a joke category, but I think people are just like, ah, whatever. But like, all the stuff's like pretty, pretty good, right? Yeah, uh, and so then I think that's cool. And then I mean, this definitely has uh, the quality has come up in the last couple of years. I think last year was also highly contested, but it was mainly because you had Cyberpunk Punk, uh, Edge Runners, which was really really great, and also Arcane, which was really really great. Uh, I remember I beat you on that Arcane one. So I was pissed. Yeah. I'm still upset about that. Well, you still haven't seen Arcane, so you don't know why it won. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's not. It's not better than Edge Runners. Uh, typical. There's no fucking way. Typical voter. Let, uh, talk no to way. me when you watch uh, Arcane and. Uh, uh, Andor as well. So, okay. uh, all right, moving on. Best narrative. Uh, we got Alan Wake 2, Baldur's Gate 3, Cyberpunk 2077, Phantom Liberty, Final Fantasy 16, and then Marvel Spider Man 2. Uh, this one. I think it's it's a little bit more complicated. Definitely, it all depends on the the stories that that were told. If you like them enough, um, and I think with all these games, at least uh, that I played, uh, I think the only one I really didn't haven't played is the Phantom Liberty uh, uh, expansion for Cyberpunk and Baldur's Gate as well. But I do know that the narrative on, in those games is, is top tier. Um, so it's it's gonna be a, a, a tough one, I think. I think uh, even though you have Spider Man, which hit a lot of beats, if you're a big Spider Man fan, I think it was well enough done for for anybody who who just likes to play the game. Final Fantasy, I think uh, the way that they told the story as well um, is definitely a unique way to take on it um, with the icons and and you know the whole kind of Game of Thrones aesthetic and it being a, a very epic uh, kind of old school. Uh, fight for the throne type of type of narrative. I think that's gonna be great. Uh, your thoughts on on the best narrative? I'm just gonna sound like a, a broken record. Uh, to me, there's no fucking way Baldur's Gate three doesn't win this. I mean, I I can see that. Ain't, it's, it's, ain't it's no a, way. I mean, like like as as a non as a non Baldur's <clears throat> Gate three player, what what is the narrative in Baldur's Gate? What makes it so amazing? It's the, it's the, it's to me, it's, it's just like the scope, like the fact that I feel like for many, many years, there's always been this idea of like, you know, choose your own adventure and you can kind of shape the story and your, your decisions make an impact on the outcome. And I think, I think there has been games that have done, you know, versions of that, like, like pretty well, but I feel like this just like raises the bar so high for storytelling and choices and the impact of those choices on the story and so i think because of that like interactive like it's the the intersection of like interactivity and narrative that i think uh makes it most compelling uh as opposed to like alan wake 2 which is really cool story but for the most part it's fairly like linear and you're just kind of like you know going through a detective story um i haven't played phantom liberty uh i do want to get to that and i have heard like really really good things about this being a cool story but um just haven't played it but to me it's like i just and again like I'm, i'm biased i sound like a broken record but like there's just no fucking chance like there's no way there's no way anyone can beat it and spider-man 2 i did i beat that i think it's one of the best spider-man stories across all all media but again like it just it just doesn't 
there's no competition all right so it seems like in this case uh at least in your opinion one stands about the uh, above the rest just because of the options and the, uh, the whole world uh, and comparison yeah i would say i would say the other thing it's like it's it's the the quality of the writing and the amount of it and one game is also like insane all right all right well we'll we'll see we'll see we'll see but definitely like i said great great nominate nominations on here um we got best art direction as the next category we got alan wake 2 hi-fi rush liza p super mario brothers wonder and the legend of Zelda: tears of the kingdom this one obviously uh it's it's artful it's about the pop it's about the way the visuals you're seeing kind of make you feel um and i think uh well deserved as well liza p uh even though you know maybe a lot of people don't play didn't play it um and even though it's kind of based off of the pinocchio story i think it definitely the the art of it is great the aesthetic of it is great it's uh it's a definitely a great reimagining of it um i love super mario brother brothers wonder I, I love the way it looks i know it's you know back to the old school kind of side scroller uh mario but the, the when you pick up the 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 wonder flower whatever it is that they call it i haven't played the game but you know from what i've seen i i think that looks amazing and it's something new that that was uh brought in and then hi-fi rush i think that obviously at the beginning of the year was a, a big surprise when it came out um and how colorful it is and the the style of it and and the music and stuff like that i think that uh is justified in it being on here i don't think it'll win just because you know it kind of went to the wayside once other things came in um but you know great great category uh your thoughts i was uh, i don't know i don't know what it is about the wonder art style like i just feel like it's very derivative and just like a it's just like the new super mario brothers like it's like a slightly better version of that and I just I just can't get over it. So like I'll I'll never get over it. So to me I was like how like why is this game in this category? Um, I think that's your question to every time you see Super Mario Brothers in any cat uh, Super Mario Brothers Wonder in any category is like why is this game in this category? Well, I, yeah, yeah, I mean to me it's like like game of the year. Like I I, just, I haven't played it, so maybe it is this like unbelievable game, and maybe it makes sense to be in that category. But even like like our direction, like I just. I don't know. Uh, I mean, it's, it's it's weird it's, for it's, me because you, as a, I, I feel like you're a very avid, you know, original kind of Super Mario fan. Um, like at least in the side scroller part of it. Well, overall, because I think you know Mario sixty four is one of your favorites. Uh, you 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 love Super Mario World. Uh, you kicked our asses when we played um, Mario Maker. When we played those games, like you, you were the best at it when we did Game Night. So it, it's just definitely very weird to hear you say to have so much like anti Super Mario Brothers wonder. I, I literally just beat Super Mario World for like the million time. You know, so I I don't know. I, I'll maybe I'll get over it at some point, but you'll get, maybe you'll get over it. When there's you're something playing. about this style <laughs> that I just even when I saw the first trailer, I was just like, next like. Not not interested. Just just bring um, on the next the next console iteration and the next Mario game. Yeah, I was I was surprised to see Hi-Fi Rush. Uh, frankly, really? it's yeah, it's just like a it's just like a nice looking cell shaded game. Like it's nothing groundbreaking in my mind. Like I, if I recall, I feel like a lot of the environments are like pretty cookie cutter. Like 
goes back to like PlayStation 2, R- Ratchet and Clank, just like careful, careful, strip. careful. Yeah, so it's it's which again, I think that's like one of, like I think that's like charming about the game, uh, but. I don't know. So maybe it's like they're it's like some of the character designs. Yeah, I think it, it's, it's, it's more it's, about it's, the way it looks than like what the environment was. I think it it is very you know look at me look look how pretty I look kind of thing. Yeah. So I don't know. It's uh, I was I was a little surprised by that one. Um, I think to me, I think I think Tears of the Kingdom is going to take this one pretty comfortably. Oh wow! Oh wow! Yeah. All right, we'll have to see on that one. Yeah. All right. Next. Or 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 Liza P. Liza, Liza P. Could, could, could kind of like sneak in there and it, and take it. Uh, it's 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 a dark horse, but I can definitely see that <laughs> happening. All right. Next big one is best score music. We got Alan Wake Two, Baldur's Gate Three, Final Fantasy Sixteen, Hi-Fi Rush, and The Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom. Obviously, um, Legend of Zelda always have, has great music. Um, I know Hi-Fi Rush. Uh, it is music kind of. I, w- I wouldn't say themed, but music plays a big part of the <coughs> game. So I'm yeah. pretty, uh, I think that was also one of the big things people liked uh, about it and enjoyed it. Um, Alan Wake. I. I would say at the end of each chapter, you you do have, they play songs, I think, that, that are originally created for the game. Um, the, the the score for the game is great. I think it, it does really well. There is a special part of the game where you, there's a, uh, I don't want to spoil it. Uh, I don't want to spoil it, but we'll, we'll talk about it maybe at the Game Awards. I'm only, I've only made it to, uh, I just completed Coffee World. Okay, you're, you're, which you're, I don't. I don't think me saying Coffee World is a spoiler. So, no, yeah, but uh, what, what I would say is a spoiler because it's a very nice surprise that kind of shocked me about the game. So I'm not gonna spoil it. Hopefully, by the Game Awards, uh, you'll you'll have got, gotten to that part, and then we can talk about it during the nominations. Um, uh, Baldur's Gate Three. I'm pretty sure the music there is good, but I wouldn't say uh, it's great. Final Fantasy Sixteen, on the other hand, as always, I think they killed it. Like. Every clash battle with the icons, um, the the regular battles with with regular monsters, just any any time there was music, which was throughout the game, it's amazing. I felt like I wanted to get hype. I wanted to jump in and fight some shit. So um, I think Final Fantasy sixteen will win on this one, but definitely strong uh, contenders here. What do you think? I think my boy, even though I don't, I didn't love the game. I feel like my boy Soken is gonna. Is gonna take it. Yeah, so can knock that out of the park, man. They they did a really good job. I think this one at all all the other ones, especially with with uh, Final Fantasy uh, uh, Rebirth coming up. I think um, you know you just, there's just something about anytime there's a Final Fantasy game coming out. I think the music always hits, even if if the game doesn't hit with everybody. I think the music hits for everybody. All right. Yeah. So and and I know just to try to balance things out. The music in Baldur's Gate Three is great, but I don't know if it's yeah. I think I think that I, distinct. I don't. I don't think it's like you know distinct enough or unique enough to to have it win here. And there are a couple of music moments in the game that are like unbelievable, uh, which which I can't really talk about because I don't want to spoil or spend too much time on it. But yeah, I feel like I feel like I could see. Like, I think it's going to lose this category. 
Well, there you go. So maybe yeah. not not a sweep for for Baldur's Gate. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Best audio design: Alan Wake Two, Dead Space, uh, the remake, um, Hi-Fi Rush, Marvel Spider-Man Two, Resident Evil Four. This was tough, man, because I think audio design is such a tricky thing to to get and to hit, especially in a game, especially in a game, because there's so many things that it, it, it's not like a movie or a TV show where you just have it for certain scenes and, and that's it. Through the game, you have to keep that audio design top notch and it has to kind of hit every time. And I think uh, I played all these games except for Hi-Fi Rush. Um, so I don't know how it does, how, how it compares in that one. But I think every one of these games definitely uh, hit the mark. Alan Wake 2, obviously, like I, being a horror game and Resident Evil 4 being a horror game. I think those those two and, and Dead Space, uh, those three. So three horror games in this one. Obviously, horror is like one of the ones that ha- have to be able to execute it the best because you you do want to feel that tension and, and that horror. Um I think one of those three will win it just because it, it has to be done so well and it has to hit. And I think each one did. Um, my money would be on uh, Alan Wake 2 or Resident Evil just because I feel like I felt the most tension in those. Dead Space um, 2 definitely had it. Uh, the Dead Space remake definitely had it when I was playing it. But I, I didn't feel it as much as I did in, in Alan Wake 2 and Resident Evil 4. What are your thoughts on, on audio design? This is a tough one. And yeah, I don't I don't know. So I did play I played Hi-Fi Rush. I didn't beat it, but I played enough of it. And the the, the combat system's almost like a type of it's like a rhythm game, basically. So I feel like that might help that might help it in this category just because like the it's like literally co- core to the game is the audio design. No, <laughs> so, no, I, I get that. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I think, you know. After just shitting on this game so for so many categories, I feel like I gotta like again balance it out, and so that's what I'm trying to do here. So like, you know, may, maybe that's that helps it uh, win this one. Uh, but I don't know. I, I'm surprised you didn't. You kind of glossed over Spider-Man too. Well, like the, you re- didn't... the reason I I glossed over it, even though I know the the main theme is a, is a banger obviously they have the guy who did the the movie themes um do, do this one i just felt like it was it was good but just in terms of the other ones i think the other ones were just better especially like i said with, with horror i feel like you have to hit it so well for it to to really qualify and i think the three horror games outshine the other two so in my in my mind it would be the three horror games then marvel spider-man then hi-fi rush so i would put hi-fi rush at the end just because I know what you said that it, it does play more like a rhythm game. I I don't know. I don't know. I feel like it wasn't mentioned enough, at least for me. <laughs> yeah, this one this one this one's actually probably like one of the harder yeah, I, categories, I, I think. Well deserved anybody. This this I would say is like game of the year where like well actually no, because game of the year, you know, I, I feel like more people have their mindset on this one. This one, you, you you'd be happy for whoever wins. Because I think there's a lot of um, you could take like a very like technical approach to like there's probably like a lot of stuff going on from like an audio design perspective that we like don't even know about <laughs> that are like people who are familiar with it are like holy shit like I I could see Spider Man two doing again kind of like under the hood like lots of crazy stuff that 
some people, you know, attribute a lot of value to and would make that be the game that they vote for. I just don't know. Um, yeah, our audio is in our strong suit, so. Like, in terms of, yeah, yeah we always have shitty audio. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That's I have I all mean. the equipment, I just don't know how to use <laughs> exactly. it. Exactly. We, we don't yeah. know. We're not getting 100% of what we should be getting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's good enough to do a podcast. Uh, yeah, I do love the irony of us struggling to talk about this category, given that <laughs> we have very poor audio quality in our content. Yeah. Well, well, but anyone who wins it, well deserved. Um, next, we got best performance, which I will try to say who they play because I, I think that's very important. Um, we have Ben Starr, he plays Clive in Final Fantasy 16. Uh, we have Cameron Monaghan, he's I forget the the guy's name. In uh, he he plays the main lead in Star Wars Jedi Survivor, which is weird because I just. I just beat that game he like a month ago. Games, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Idris Elba, he's in Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty. I don't know. I, for, I forgot his character's name because I haven't played it. Uh, Melanie Libbard, uh, she's in Alan Wake 2. Um, she plays Saga Anderson. I'm surprised they didn't uh, put the guy who plays the, uh, the Alan Wake. Uh, Neil no, Mew he's he's like not a good actor. <laughs> Whoa. She, she's, no, this, that, this actually made a, a ton of sense to me. All right, shots fired. Bro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Neil he's, he's not a good actor. Neil Nuban, uh, Baldur's Gate 3, I don't know who he plays, but probably somebody good. Asterian. Okay, that doesn't mean anything Asterian. to me. Asterian. Oh yeah, this this made a ton of sense to me. <laughs> it doesn't mean anything to me, but it means something to somebody. Uh, yeah. And then uh, Yuri Lowenthal obviously plays Peter Parker, Spider-Man, in Marvel Spider-Man 2. Um, my money on this one is uh, Ben Starr, even though I think uh, Yuri uh, did a great job as well as Peter Parker. But I think there was, uh, in the game itself, um, more uh, better, strong, stronger performances from uh miles morales uh uh spider-man and i think uh just every like the whole surrounding cast i think was strong i don't think there was one strong character and then obviously uh tony todd being uh venom uh kind of i think I, li I liked his part i mean it's weird because he was only there for for such a short time i think i like his part I yeah i would have loved to see him but it's like that with, with um who's the guy that did hannibal hannibal lecter Uh, Anthony Hopkins, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Hopkins. So, yeah, so like, not Mads, not the Mads Nicholson. Yeah, not the Mads. So, so, okay. so the the reason I was saying that was because in in Hannibal, uh, in in uh, Silence of the Lambs, he was only there for like ten minutes or something like that, some very short time of screen time, and he won an Academy Award. That's how impactful his role was. So I think it was the same thing for Venom, uh, and then Melanie Libbard uh, in Alan Wake Two, uh, definitely great, great. Um, uh, performance as Saga Anderson. I, I really enjoyed playing as her. Felt very much detective-like, so I really enjoyed that. But I think uh, Ben Starr just kind of killed it, um, especially showing such um, uh, emotion and mature range for a Final Fantasy game. I think uh, it, it's definitely one of the most mature Final Fantasies that they've done, um, especially to be presented so well. Um, I think it, it. I think he's he's going to take it. Uh, your thoughts? This is another, these are all so tough, dude. Like, I don't even know, I don't even know what to say. Like, I think, I think Ben Starr probably takes it. Uh, but I did love Yuri's performance in Spider-Man 2. Um, 
I feel like Neil, like his performance is like it's like the character is so good. He's like this very charismatic, complete asshole vampire, <laughs> and uh, I think it's it's been kind of funny because when I think when the game first came out, people were kind of like annoyed annoyed by the character, and then over time, he's like one of the best characters by far, and. Part of me wonders if there's like kind of like a meme factor in play with us where right now everyone's just like all about Asterion and, and all that stuff. Like maybe that maybe that helps me. And like the performance is is great. Um But for some there's some it's kinda of like a good instinct thing. I just kinda of feel like Ben Ben Starr is gonna get it. Uh well, I mean but that's for Clive. That's tough, though. I I feel like it's a it's a valid reason, though. Um, what you mean in terms of best performance? Because, you know, if if you meet an asshole, you hate an asshole. It takes a really good asshole for you to like him <laughs> later later on. So yeah, uh, we'll have to see. I haven't played Baldur's Gate, but I think I I, I have heard uh, the character you mentioned. I didn't know it was uh, performed by Neil Nuban, but I, I I have heard other characters, so I know good good things about it. Um, but a, a very tough category. I just think Ben Starr kind of like, you know, he is a character. You you see him do it so well in the promotions, and then the game itself, he just nails it um overall yeah yeah and i, and I kind of just like glossed over idris elba because i'm assuming it's your typical like it's mostly elba. phoned in it's phoned in you know celebrity performance so so maybe it's maybe that's not the case um again i haven't played that game yet but that's kind of why I'd, you're saying he pulled he's, a, he's not on my short list you're saying he pulled a, a peter dinklage uh in destiny yeah yeah just phoning in well yeah. well when when we get to when we when we play Phantom Liberty, we'll we'll, <laughs> we'll give the final take on that. So hopefully we'll we'll see. Yeah, um, I'm surprised they didn't do a um, supporting uh, performance, which I think uh, would have been done really well. Yeah, I mean, maybe I think um, at least for, for maybe, the Game Awards, it doesn't do it. But I know like the Golden Joysticks, they do it. Yeah, maybe that'll become a. Just like there's so much, there's so many incredible performances in games now. Like you kind of almost need to have that extra category to to cover it. Yeah, especially with how many games have like a very strong performance from antagonists uh, that definitely t uh, need to take part in it. I think, obviously, as well as supporting characters like um, uh, Sid in Final Fantasy Sixteen. I think the actor who who played him did really well. Oh yeah, and, oh yeah. And then I can go back to like Red Dead Two. Um, the the guy who who was in the main gang i forget the name of the guy from the main gang but he was really good so so it's just like i feel like there should be a second category for everybody else not just the lead um all right uh next category is games for impact we don't know much about these so we're just gonna mention the games and then move on to the next one uh the games are up space for the unbound uh chance of sonar goodbye volcano high chia Terra Nil and Vemba. Now, best ongoing game, we have Apex Legends, Cyberpunk 2077, Final Fantasy 14, Fortnite, Genshin Impact. Um, this was a tough category. I don't know why Cyberpunk 2077 is in there. I know a lot of people are saying it's because of the updates. It's, you know, gotten better and all that stuff, but I don't see it as an ongoing game in terms of, you know, your 
it has stuff to do. There's added content. I know that there was an expansion. It is like, you know, the Phantom Liberty expansion. But, you know, once you're done with it, you're kind of done with it. It, it. There's nothing that evokes you going back to it and playing it over and over again to get different results or just to get new new aspects for the story. Like uh, Final Fantasy fourteen or Genshin Impact uh, and stuff like that. And obviously with Apex Legends, uh, you know, you have seasonal stuff in Fortnite as well. So I, I, I think that's the only like real thing that i have on here is like i don't know why they would nominate uh cyberpunk 2077 unless you have a different it, opinion than me yeah no no it's the same i had the same kind of reaction where i'm like oh yeah they had a you know they updated the game uh that but that's like not it's not like an ongoing game like that was just them trying to like fix the game they like basically shipped a game it was in a broken state for the most part and then they fixed the game and they made a lot of improvements and things like that, but like that kind of doesn't really sound like an ongoing game. Like to me, it's almost like the the, the live service category. Um, yeah, I, I feel like it, it leans more towards that. Yeah, so you know, so if it's live service games and content expansions, then maybe. But I, I just feel like maybe the word is just like a little bit misleading of like ongoing um so i don't know if that's helpful but yeah i kind of had the same like oh yeah this kind of seems like out of place but whatever uh but yeah i kind of i kind of feel like i kind of feel like genshin impacts either genshin impact or fortnite like i feel like those are always going to be what I feel like Final Fantasy fourteen, but I they might not just because they haven't really released anything and i know that yeah it's it's I think it's 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 kind of like wasn't a strong year content wise, so that's why. Well, I'm surprised you would say that because you don't actually play the game. <laughs> but I but, don't uh, love the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but so I like, guess someone who may, may, you know played a lot of it, like I, I think that's that. Whereas I feel like these other games have done a better job of, uh, like I think they more frequently release bigger updates. Um, Whereas I think Final Fantasy fourteen is kind of more on like your traditional MMO every couple of years, you know, there's like a big, big bang and, you know, they're doing uh, some updates and patches and, and things like that. So they're, they're updating the game, but there just wasn't anything in my opinion like that, that meaningful this year, next year, however, I feel like it's going to be like, they're probably going to blow everyone out of the water. Um, yeah, yeah. No, I think so, you're right. I think because it's been a dry year in terms of content for uh, Final Fantasy fourteen. I think this year, unfortunately, they probably won't take it. And Genshin Impact definitely has had a lot of more expansions and stuff like that. Fortnite, I don't think it, any anything big enough uh, or relevant enough has been released uh, this year to, to say that it is the best ongoing game. Um, and Apex Legends, I feel like they also haven't really been out there too much in in terms of new content it's it's more about the seasonal stuff so all right next category is best community support this one's a weird one uh and i'll tell you why i i you audibly know. laughed <laughs> when uh, i saw this you have baldur's gate 3 cyberpunk 2077 destiny 2 uh final fantasy 14 and no man's sky this one obviously the reason to me it's weird and to you and to everybody on the internet is Destiny 2. They just laid off a bunch of people. 
Excuse me. And most of them were from the community team. So it's insane. <laughs> it's insane that all those people got laid off. And now you have this. Yeah. Imagine if they win it, which they probably could. They have a high chance of winning it. Like, what do you go up there and say? Like, oh, thanks for giving us this award. And then, uh, unfortunately, all the people that work for us in the community are mostly gone. So this sucks. Yeah. Um, it just goes to show you that maybe, you know, it was a bad move if if you lay off most of your community team and then they go in and win an award. I know it's not a big thing, but in the day and age that we live in now where um, it's so easy to, to be in touch with the community and that you need to keep that constant communication, especially for these for these live service games. Um, it's it's definitely important to to keep the, uh, a very strong community team. Um, uh, to me, it's between uh, them and, and um, I would say No Man's Sky, just because I, I feel like the No Man's Sky, since since the release and, and how bad it performed and how it wasn't up to everybody's expectation, I feel like uh, it's it's always had a strong but community support th and it's still kind of going on. Yeah, that was like so long. Like, I feel like, like what, what's happened this year specifically for them to be well, for just no, kind of... just nothing that it's it's still running it's, it's good yeah i don't know to me yeah which which one know. would you would you pick uh i mean i think it's i think it's a toss-up between larian and square enix yeah but why why would it what has larian done community-wise like how have they supported you a Baldur's gate person well, they they actually had a pretty major fuck up with one of their patches that I thought they they managed that situation pretty well. And I think um I, you know, I've been following their their social posts. I think they have like a unique way of engaging with their fans. Um I think people look forward to their patch like their patch updates and like patch notes are like actually pretty entertaining. <laughs> so I, I don't know, I think they do they've done a pretty good job. Um I feel like just from a fan perspective um i don't do you remember me complaining about this like they no i don't they remember. they they made they updated the game and then they realized that it was like they they shouldn't have pushed that update live so they actually rolled they like rolled the back the version and if you happen to be playing a game if you like started a game with that new patch that they then rolled back you like couldn't access those saves anymore and for someone i was like i was like playing the shit out of this game so like i played for like three or four hours or something like that and until i realized like what happened uh so they more or less like locked people out of using their certain saves and so people had to make a choice of like just re redoing it or just waiting which isn't isn't ideal for a game that like just got launched and all this stuff so but you know, given the situation, I think they they handled it pretty well. So, so I think there I think there's definitely um, in a perfect world you'd never have those issues. But I feel like companies that can navigate the situations well, I think that's good good for for this category. I think that's kind of like what it's all about, um, or not what it's all about. But I think it it, it definitely um, impacts the decision making in this category. Okay. Uh, and I think, yeah, I think, I think Bungie, you know, they, they're, tr they're transparent, I think to, to a degree, I think sometimes too transparent about things that don't matter. 
So yeah. arguably, uh, like works. I think that might work against them in this category, but. So I think it's, um, it's it's more of like what our experiences are. So apparently you had a good experience with the uh, community people over at Baldur's Gate 3. And I also had good experiences with the community people with Bungie. I know, I, I don't know if you remember, but there was a, that big glitch where you could craft a weapon oh, yeah. to do like crazy damage. And that was fun for a bit. It kind of broke the game because everybody was overpowered and doing all these like high level content that, you know, took some time they were doing it pretty quick but they were pretty good about it it wasn't nobody got punished for it really um and it was a good two two weeks i want to say of, of destiny but it's i, I guess yeah it, it's more about like I guess <laughs> it was a experience. good two weeks when the game was completely broken yeah well you know they got a break every now and then to, to make yeah. it fun but uh i guess it's, it's more about our own experiences of of how, how we dealt with the game and what what their uh people did so we'll see i mean it's it's a tough one but cyberpunk i don't know i think they maybe last year when they when they kind of fixed the game uh for the for the first time completely i think they, they could have won uh obviously final fantasy 14 i think won last year um strong community like i said because of the expansion i think no man's sky won the year before that one uh because of uh, a big update that they had that also kind of fixed the game so uh recency bias kind of thing i guess yeah all right. Uh, next category is best independent game. We're gonna kind of uh, skip through this one as well because we didn't really play any of these. Uh, we have Cocoon, we have Dave the Diver, we have Dredge, we have Sea of Stars, and then we have Viewfinder. Uh, best view, uh, best debut in the game. We're gonna skip this one as well because we did not play these. Uh, Cocoon. We have Dredge, uh, Pizza Tower, Venba, and then Viewfinder. Uh, best mobile game. We're gonna skip this one too because we know play mobile games uh <laughs> or at least i don't i'll play a lot of them uh final fantasy 7 ever crisis honkai star rail uh which is also a console game and so, so that one that one yeah i um, played that yeah uh hello kitty island adventure uh monster hunter now and terra nail next one best vr ar game which will also be skipped gran turismo 7 humanity horizon call of the mountain resident evil village and uh synapse Good, good games in there, by the way. Like, even though we don't play them, I know VR, AR, good experience. I think Gran, Gran Turismo is going to win that. Yeah. Uh, Horizon Call of the Mountain is pretty good. And Resident Evil Village. Spooky. Spooky stuff. Uh, best action game. This was a tough one. Uh, we have Armor Core 6, Fires of Rubicon, Dead Island 2, Ghost Runner 2, Hi-Fi Rush, and then Remnant 2. Uh, strong category. I... Didn't play uh, Ghost Runner, Hi-Fi Rush, or Dead Island 2. But, you know, they looked amazing. Uh, my money is either on Armor Core Remnant. I would say more on Armor Core because it's it's an action game. Like It's, it's, the, it, it's it, the From Software pedigree it, yeah. bias. Like, I think that's just going to no, get... But yes. No, but, no, no, I mean, not, not just you. I'm just saying, like, broadly speaking, like, I feel like... That's why it's going to win. But I, I it's think a, it's a from software game. But also, I think everything about the game screams action game. You're in a mech, you're flying around, slipping around. You have like 50,000 missiles coming at you and trying to avoid them and stuff like that. The bosses are insane. It's a straight up most action action that there could be. So yeah. I think, yeah. Um, Remnant 2. Um, I could see it, but it's 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 a slower pace, obviously, because it's it's like a Soulsborne, but with guns. And we enjoy the heck out of it when when we play it. We still got to finish it, but I think for my money, uh, Armor Core Six, I think, and especially because all those hype trailers that we watch every time, 
you know, we, we were super excited. I know it came kind of out of left field for us um, in the middle of the year. Um, but yeah, Armor Core 6 for me. Uh, any thoughts on these? Armor Core, baby. Armor Core. Best action adventure game, which is a stupid category because we just had best action game category, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't get this, man. Alan Wake 2, Marvel Spider-Man 2, Resident Evil 4, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, and The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Um, yeah, it, it's a weird category. Best action adventure, I think um, it's, it's hard to put into, into action. I don't see Alan Wake 2 as an action uh, adventure game. Um, I would say this one. I would say Final Fantasy 16 should be in there more than Alan Wake. Yes, def- definitely, <laughs> definitely agree with that. Um, I'm gonna say Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom or uh, Resident Evil 4 on, on these two um, because it, it it does feel more action in there. Obviously, um, with the Legend of Zelda, you're doing this epic adventure in this epic world, you know, with epic characters. I, th- I think that's why I think Legend of Zelda or, or Resident Evil will get, we'll get it. Uh, your thoughts on, on which one? Yeah, it's another, like, as we've gone through this, like, there's just so many, like, weird categories. Like, I just, like, I don't, I don't It's I hard don't to define the, games, man. It, it's it's yeah. hard, and especially when you have in a year that has such strong contenders, it's, it's even yeah. harder. But uh, acknowledging the weirdness... I think Zelda's going to get it. All right. Acknowledge the weirdness. All right. Yeah. Next big category is Best RPG, Baldur's Gate 3, Final Fantasy 16, <laughs> Liza, <laughs> Liza P, Sea of Stars, and Starfield. Wait, why is, all right. Why is Liza... Okay. No, weren't you saying... So why is Liza yeah, this P is, here? This is one where, where I was very amused and dumbfounded by liza p being in here uh liza p would definitely be better in the best action game category i think or or best action adventure game category than it would be in best rpg i don't think it has very i don't it doesn't have any rpg elements. like why like why would remnant like i feel like remnant and liza p should be in the same category oh yeah that as well um because yeah it's it's weird and the others i can see i don't think final fantasy 16 is going to win it because it doesn't have enough RPG elements. It's, uh, to me, it's an RPG. We had a discussion beforehand. We can just, we can just it is go more, to the next category. Dude. It is like, more action. Ba- Baldur's, Baldur's Gate 3 is the most fucking RPG game The most of all RPG time. of RPGs. It's like you can't, like, there's, it's like, yeah, it's just not even close. No. Um, it's Baldur's Gate 3 by a mile. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, so I think we just had more problems with is this is, is this the only nomination for Starfield? So maybe far, there's like a couple. Other, maybe there's like one or two others, but so far that I've seen, I think yeah. Maybe this, uh, I don't think they have Xbox. I don't think they have uh, specific like console games. So I think yeah. No, no, no. Um, Which is so yeah, I think I think I think this is like a sympathy nomination. Doesn't have a chance. Oh, but you know, if you enjoyed Starfield, it's good for you. All right, best fighting game. We have God of Rock, Mortal Kombat 1, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl 2, Pocket Bravery, and Street Fighter 6. If you've been hearing this show, if you, at least for, since the beginning of the year, or at least since Evo of last year, um, you know what our pick is. Our pick is Street Fighter 6. I mean, 
obviously strong contenders mortal kombat 1 i think a lot of people are enjoying it um and obviously if they enjoy mortal kombat more than street fighter they're loving it nickelodeon all-star brawl 2 i've been hearing good things about that good reviews uh something different um from like uh smash brothers uh you know which are which are nickelodeon fighters but i think street fighter 6 man the art style the combat in it how easy it is to get in it um how it feels i think they knocked it out of the park the weakest part being uh the story mode but i think even that uh, i enjoyed it i i i beat the whole thing got my man in uh second costume so that's pretty cool um but i i don't see it, it would be a very big upset if anything but street fighter 6 wins your thoughts i agree you you can throw looping bastard you agree <laughs> i'm still waiting for someone to be able to cancel my throats uh, well, i i did it a couple of times we got to get back into it we there's been so many good games that we, we... yeah i know i feel, I, I keep think, like every week basically i'm just like but that, well, I, I need to play more street fighter like i had a really good time with it that one month in june though that one month i mean that 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 whole month of june we definitely made played a lot of matches yeah and you kicked my ass in a lot so. yeah and <laughs> it, yeah i remember that because i was playing it so much and it's very clear to my wife when i'm playing street fighter because i use my loud ass arcade stick and <laughs> the, the but the buttons like driver nuts oh man oh good times good times yeah all right best family game which will uh list out the nominees and, and move on we have disney illusion island party animals pikmin 4 sonic superstars and super mario brothers wonder uh best sim strategy game which will list and move on advanced wars 1 plus 2 reboot camp city skyline 2 company of heroes 3 fire emblem engage and pikmin 4 uh best sports racing uh, sports slash racing uh we have ea sports fc 24 f1 23 forza motorsport hot wheels unleashed 2 turbocharge and the crew motor fest best multiplayer uh we have baldur's gate 3 diablo 4 party animals street fighter 6 super mario brothers wonder let's talk about this one best multiplayer this one very this divisive um Obviously, money's on Street Fighter Six just because how easy it is to get into a match, uh, to fight it out and just go over so many matches. And from what I've seen, so easy to host tournaments and all that stuff. I think it's amazing. Um, I know Baldur's Gate Three is more of like a multiplayer with your group where you could do your own story, right? Like you could do a story, the the whole um, the whole campaign, but with with other people doing a multiplayer aspect of it right yep yep yeah it's basically think of it as like it's you're doing your own like D D group yeah. you know story uh diablo 4 with, or campaign uh yeah with diablo 4 which it's top down party animals which is a bit of a mini game slash you know fighting with, with raggedy dolls and then super mario brothers wonder uh obviously with, with different uh mario characters and and uh, getting different power-ups um any strong thoughts on this one um i like i think street fighter 6 just because you know like i said how easy it is and how fun it is um do you think anything else and uh, i mean i know you played a lot of diablo 4 um multiplayer with the with the guys for game night and i know you guys uh have like a Baldur's gate 3 uh campaign run uh where you guys are doing it together so yeah, this one's this one's tough. Like, I don't I don't think there was anything 
particularly compelling about the Diablo 4 multiplayer. Like, it's just kind of like what you would expect it to be. And if I recall, I remember, like, the... There's a, like, the way that games manage, like, questing and multiplayer is always, like, very hard to figure out. And I don't, I don't think we actually ever figured it out. <laughs> uh, kind of, like, similar to the division, where it's just like, wait, who, like, or, like, Destiny, you're just like, okay, who's, like, we're in this, like, this person's hosting, and do but, I get but, credit, uh, do I get credit, I or like do I throwing, not? I feel like you were throwing Destiny on the bus there. Destiny, when everybody knew what they were doing, I think was, even if you didn't know what you were doing, it was easy because everybody could get in together. Where I feel like every time I jumped in and you guys were trying to do anything Diablo-related, it was like, whose campaign are we doing? Yeah, Where are we so, going? And you guys were all over the place, so you weren't really together. Maybe it's user error like I, I don't know but like i feel like uh wasn't wasn't like necessarily like the greatest multiplayer experience um Ballers 3 is actually like pretty cool like i i haven't played that many of these types of games but i thought that was like pretty impressive that there's this multiplayer feature that is i don't think that many people are ever going to use because <laughs> it's it's like how often how long is it going to take you to get the same group of people together to beat a like hundred hour game? Like, I guess you could beat it, you know, try to beat it faster if you want to, but, but we try, you know, we got through like a handful of quests. Um, and, and it was the joy really is well. to, to get as much out of it than to try and beat it on a speed run or something too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's a really well executed feature for sure. Um, same thing with Street Fighter Six. Like it's in those the hub world, you know, setting up rooms and spectating. It's that's all pretty good. Um, at the same time, like I feel like that. I think it's good that it exists, but it's also like that should have that should have been there for like a very long time. Yeah, <laughs> so, it's, it's, it's like pretty obvious uh, to me. It's like table stakes, but I'm glad it's finally there. I think it's just the and fact then, that it works so well. Yeah. 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 So I don't know, like the, this one's really, this is another like kind of weird, weird category where it's like a lot of very, very different games with very different executions of multiplayer experiences. Um, I don't know, I'm guessing, I guess Party Animals is largely local. I guess you probably can't yeah. play it online, but maybe like playing it locally is fun. And I'm guessing with Mario Brothers Wonder, that's definitely a local. You could, you could do online too. Can you do online? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Nintendo's um, fixed it. They fixed the online problem. I there's no way it's any good though. Have you tried playing a Nintendo online game? Well, yeah, the old ones suck, but I haven't heard any complaints about this one, so must be good. Okay. okay. Um. So this this one's like all like this. It's a total crapshoot. Like who knows? They're like the games are just so different, and 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 nothing's like so earth shattering, groundbreaking that you know. One game definitely deserves it over the other, in my oh, opinion. This one's a toss-up, but I, like I said, I yeah. think uh, Street Fighter Six will be on this one. Uh, most anticipated game, we have Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, Hades Two, Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth, Star Wars Outlaws, and Tekken 8. Um, pretty good category. I mean, obviously, uh, <laughs> video games are the only ones that can do this because you, you know, you're promoting a product that could take uh, three to 
whatever amount of years to to release or whatever but definitely good category i think i'm anticipating all of these uh except tekken 8 just because uh i've never been like a, a big tekken person i i love playing uh watching people play tekken but in terms of uh getting it i, I don't think i'm that I'm, I'm anticipating it that much but all the other ones definitely up there um i think i'm anticipating uh star wars outlaws more than than all the other ones just because i know what i'm going to be getting at a, at a rebirth and hades and uh like a dragon infinite wealth and since star wars outlaws is more of the one that i that's a new ip i think that's why i'm anticipating it the most what do you think the odds are of outlaws becoming the new starfield where it's because how many times how many times did starfield win like most anticipated oh no game? i don't i don't think it won and think, then because final fantasy you, beat it every time think, or something like you that. think you think outlaws is you think outlaws is actually going to come out soon yeah yeah next next year it's it's being made it i mean there hasn't been any news that there's something wrong in the studio or they're going through delays or anything like that and the product that they did show off uh during the summer's game fest i think was pretty pretty far along um they just gotta kind of stamp out the whole thing but i think it, it's looking good it doesn't look like it's gonna have any issues uh, yeah i think i think the i think rebirth is gonna gonna take it and i think it's because they've done such a good job of like very recently promoting the game and like getting everyone fucking hyped out of their mind so i feel like that's gonna yeah i just thought that's gonna help help them with that with that category i just thought about it too and actually i i would also say uh you know i can also see uh rebirth just because obviously with with these new remakes of of the final fantasy 7 um the story beats are different so i'm in you know like i know the story so i'm excited to see what the difference is with with this one so yeah definitely and i and i was i was pleasantly surprised to see infinite wealth on there which i i guess like maybe this game is 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 bigger than i thought like this was my game you know my game of the year going back to like 2020 that means people are getting on the like a dragon i get yeah no that's awesome yeah like i just wasn't expecting to see it like it's definitely one of my most anticipated games we love to see it we love to see it all right next one is content creator of the year we know none of these people. No, skip, skip these. Uh, I'll say the fucking, names because skip. because last year we we picked by whoever thought we thought had the coolest name. So this year we'll do the same thing at at the awards. Iron Mouse, People Make Games, Quackity, Spreen, and Cipher PK. Uh, best esports game: Counter Strike Two, Dota Two, League of Legends, PUBG Mobile, and Valorant. Best esports athlete: uh, Faker, Siwoo, Demon One. Hydra, Ruler, Imperial Hal. Uh, I'm just going to say in this one, Faker, because Faker's awesome. I've been watching a lot of League of Legends. So usually it's always a League of Legends person. How's that, how's that journey to gold treating you? Uh, I left it in 2022. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. Whatever. Was it this year that I picked that? That, that was when I go? No, I think that was last year. Yeah, you were like, I, right, New Year's was... I'm going to I'm going to gold. Yeah, I left it in 2022. <laughs> okay. It was the best choice I ever made. Uh, best esports team: Evil Geniuses, Fnatic, Gaming Gladiators, JD Gaming, and Team Vitality. Uh, best esports coach: Potter, Zonic, Gumba, 
XTQZZZZ, and Homie. Uh, best esports event, 2023 League of Legends World Championship, Blast TV, Paris Major 2023, Evo 2023, the International Dota 2 Championships, uh, or uh, 2023, and Valorant Champions 2023. One note on these uh, best esports events, um, very tough category just because it's very tough. I know we enjoy watching like Evo and League of Legends, um, on, on online and the events, but it's definitely like an experience that you have to be there. Like you don't get it until you're at one of these. So I think it's a, it's a tough category and obviously, um, us going to Evo last year, that was a great experience. So we definitely have a soft spot for Evo. I would love to uh see a league of legends world championships those look pretty hype unfortunately i missed the one last year in na so maybe the next one in na um but very very uh tough category to to kind of be in all right um but that does it for the 2023 video game awards preview and uh that we wanted to give you guys um very tough tough uh decisions for a lot of people to make if only we were part of it, because we make it so much easier. <laughs> I would, yeah, I would say, broadly speaking, at least for like the major categories, like I think everything mostly makes sense. And uh, and Baldur's Gate's gonna get a lot of things. Baldur's Gate's gonna win a lot. Uh, that's pretty much it. So, but like, I, I mean, God, when you actually like get into the category like some of these are just so tough so i think it's actually going to be a, a hopefully like a pretty fun show to watch uh with some good reactions yep. and learning about some i think there's going to be like you know new game announcements and things like that so the, those world premieres <laughs> um yeah i mean obviously when you have so many strong games during a year you you love to see it um when these categories are tough because that means a lot of good games were released during the year so hype uh, we're gonna be super hype uh to to do this uh don't forget december 7th 7 30 p.m eastern time we will be doing a live show jeff Keeley you know invited us last year we had a great time well he'll probably invite us against this this year so uh, he loves our critique um so make sure you guys stay up to date uh go to our website pressingbuns.gg uh pressingbuns.gg where you can get access to uh, our website um and our discord where you can get all the info for when we'll be doing this um and that's the it we're gonna move on to some closing thoughts uh after this beefy, beefy episode we don't want to keep you guys on too long uh as far as video games for me uh, I just beat Dead Space Remake, which I really enjoyed. I had been putting it off for a while. I know it came out in February as well, but I loved it, man. I can't wait till they make uh, uh, either a, uh, a fourth one um, from the original or if they reboot it. I don't know what they're going to do, new protagonist, but uh, definitely uh, enjoyed the remake part of it. Um, they added some extra uh, side missions and stuff to get more of the story uh th this time the main character isaac clark speaks in the original one he didn't say anything he was a silent protagonist that's pretty good um and it just looks great and definitely has that that tension uh in there um and then i like nick was saying i did just finish beating alan wake 2 definitely a masterful experience i can it, it was out of my radar in terms of games that I wanted to play this year um and then after playing the the first one didn't really think um that the second one was going to be such a step up in terms of quality and, and how great it was going to be so super excited for us uh when when nick is done we'll be able to do the buttons press uh pressing buttons review so say that 
10 times fast. <laughs> um, so, My head almost exploded. Yeah, so looking forward to that. Uh, in terms of TV, I have just been uh, watching some League of Legends. Um, it's the world right now. Uh, the semifinals just happened. It's looking amazing. Uh, T1, my favorite team, Faker, uh, awesome, awesome mid laner. Um, he, he might win his fourth championship next, next weekend. So I'm super excited for that. Last year, he made it to the finals. The team lost, but I feel like this year his team is stronger. So looking forward to that. And then in terms of TV, I just watched, uh, I've been watching Orphan Black and which is pretty good. It's about clones. You know, pretty good. Uh, Tatiana Maslany, who uh, played She-Hulk in, in the Marvel show, is the main character there. She does a great uh, role. She plays, like, all the clones, does them really well, so pretty good. And then Twin Peaks, which is, you know, really weird shit, weird out. And Gargoyles. How, 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 far, how far are you in Twin um, Peaks? I'm in the middle of season two. Okay. So, so it's like, it's, it's getting... It's it's starting to it's get getting weird. out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's starting it get, to get out it gets there. it gets weirder and weirder and weirder. Yeah, so so super excited uh, to to finish that up. Um, and gargoyles, oh my god, I I forgot. First of all, I didn't know realize how many episodes of gargoyles <laughs> there was. Uh, season one only had like six episodes, but season two is like seventy episodes. So I'm. Oh really? Sure. I was gonna say like I remember it being because um, it was uh, several years ago where I was like, you know what, I'm gonna rewatch gargoyles and i'm like oh my god how many episodes are there and then i do remember like later on like the show starts getting pretty pretty wild with what the all sorts of stuff like that's why i'm like i'm racking my brain because as a child i watched this and i didn't understand how great of a show it is and the themes it deals with in like the third episode uh alicia gets shot by broadway <laughs> so they have like an anti-gun episode like three episodes in which is hilarious but just the themes are very mature for its age and like the connectivity of the stories are really good uh, a lot of callbacks a lot of time travel stuff like they did it really well um they managed to to make it make sense and also keep it um keep it correct like it, it's not like jumbling it's it's narrative so i'm really enjoying it i'm excited uh, i read up that um they're doing a live action uh gargoyles i don't know if it's a movie or show yet but james wan who i know is a big fan of of this uh these type of genres obviously he's he's known for the aquaman stuff and and um some of the fast and furious movies i I'm, i have trust in him so hopefully uh they, they do good hopefully keith david's back as a uh, goliath uh but i'm excited man good stuff what about you what you been up to what have i been doing so i did i was playing alan wake 2 uh as i mentioned i got to i just completed like the coffee world amusement park which was pretty cool pretty cool uh so what is it that i'm like a I, I, I don't know, like 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 fifty like I'm like twelve hours in maybe. Yeah, I I underestimated how long the game was. I thought the game was only like fifteen hours. I think it's more like twenty two to twenty five hours. So I would say you're like forty percent. Okay, so I'm like almost halfway. Okay, that that feels right. Uh, my other thing is it's like my whole like I, I often look at like how much time or how many hours I have in a game, but. That metricism is completely useless to me now because I'm like constantly interrupted with, you know, baby baby duty. So it's like, who, baby so duty. I don't even know how many actual hours I have. Is in it baby too, but duty yeah. literally, literal baby literally, duty? Yeah, it's, it's, there's, 
Duty. Duty D U T Y and D U D D I. D O D Y. I spell D O D Y. I messed up my on my spellings. I lost my spellings. Yeah, yeah that's right. Uh, so I was I was playing that, having a really good time. Then I don't know what. I mean, the game came out, but it's uh, like a dragon. Gaiden, the man who erased his name, which is a very, very long title. Uh, but that came out. Uh, it came out on Game Pass, but I, you'll be surprised to know that I actually bought it anyway on Steam because I think you gotta um, get that uh, infinite wealth. Yeah, I'll figure it out. But well, I think that would have I think that would have come on the Game Pass version. Maybe not. Oh really? No. Yeah, I'm not. I'm yeah, not I sure. So. I actually don't. Yeah. You don't think so? Okay, okay. Maybe yeah. Maybe it's not on. Maybe the demo for Infinite Wealth doesn't come with the Game Pass version. I'm not sure. But either way, I thought there would be like some save. Like I, I am guessing some save data will transfer to Infinite Wealth when it comes out. So I didn't want to risk that not being able to transfer because it's like locked into Xbox. So anyway, and I'm also just like, I know I like the franchise, so I'm happy to give Sega my money. Um, but anyway, that, that came out. Uh, I'm having a I'm having a great time with it. I've already like played like over 20 hours or something of it. Damn, which is a lot. Uh, I like typically don't love the combat system of the the Kiryu oriented. Yakuza games, which is, you know, the majority of them, where it's like you're just, like, punching the shit out of people. Uh, but, I, and, I, and I feel like even this game's combat system, like, it, it seems like it's, like, fairly polarizing, where some people are like, this is the best it's ever been, and other people are like, this is trash, and give me Yakuza 6 or whatever, so. Uh, but I'm, I'm having a good time with it, and I think it's... Um, it's it I read some uh, some commentary from the developers where they said that initially this game was planned as a DLC uh for like a dragon. And I can definitely I could definitely see that. But I think they just like beefed it up just enough for it to be a standalone game. Wait, and... wait, wait, wait. Say that again. They said that it was gonna be DLC for which like a dragon? For like a dragon. Oh, the, oh, sorry. Like, like no, the first, like the first, like a dragon in the U.S. Um, oh, so okay, the okay. Ichiban, yeah, yeah, because it takes place basically in the same, the same. Uh, it's like basically exactly the same level. Um, so it's Osaka. Uh, but then there's like a new area. I think it's, I think it's, it's at least new to me. But it's called the castle, and it's basically like a, it's a ship. Uh. And it's it's think of it as like it's like the gold saucer. <laughs> uh, you so you know, we, yeah. yeah. So you know, it's probably like one of the reasons why I like this game so much is because it's basically like ah, oh, it's another like gold saucer thing where you're just like gambling, playing mini game. There's this like coliseum area where you're just like fight people, and so it's just, it's that. Um, so I've been having a good time with it. Uh, I think I'm, I'm like maybe like halfway through it, uh, something like that. So you have to beat the game and then you get access to the infinite world demo, which is mainly why I bought it. Uh, but I'm, I'm having a, a, a really good time with it. So 
Nice, nice. Well, That's you know, pretty much it. Kiryu was my my favorite, so um, I, I'll probably he's, get it. He's all great. Yeah, he he's. I mean, yeah, he's an awesome. Like I've always liked him as a character, but like I just generally what would happen is with like other Yakuza games that I've played, like I would, you know, I'd buy it, I'd play it for a few hours, and then just get like kind of bored slash frustrated by the monotony of the combat system, and then I would like you know to, tune out of it. Um, but that hasn't happened with with this game. Yeah, that's good. Spider Man Two and uh, Like a Dragon, uh, Gaiden has definitely turned you around on these uh, beat 'em up combat types. Because I know, yeah, you know, I know you didn't really enjoy the first Spider Man combat and also the the other uh, Like a Dragon Yakuza ones. There you go. Yeah, so we'll um, see. Yeah, so that's that's pretty much it on the gaming side. And then I did watch. Um, I did watch the Beckham docuseries. Oh, how was that? I know you're a big uh, is, football fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I we really enjoyed it. I watched it with um I watched it with my wife, who is not nearly as much of a fan of, of soccer as I am. So for her it was a lot of like new information around like, you know, who David Beckham is yeah, and all and those, his like, wife. <laughs> I yeah, like I like not that I, like I lived through it, but I remember the whole like Beckham phenomenon and all like the haircuts and changing teams and you know the England the World Cup. It's just like I I like experienced all that stuff, but really fascinating just to kind of hear just like how that all affected him and to hear him talk about those experiences. So yeah, and it's 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 quick. It's like I think it's like four forty-ish minute episodes very entertaining so even if you're not like a big beckham fan i think it's i mean it was definitely just like such like a big thing in like pop culture um so i think it's just it's interesting even if you're not like a big soccer person yeah i'm a big fan of uh sports documentaries i think those are really really good especially you know on the subjects if they do a really good subject i think it's really good i haven't seen it but I have seen the clip where Victoria Beckham is talking about like her dad or whatever. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, how yeah. she came from humble beginnings, and then he's, and then he's on the other room like, "No, tell him what your dad drove." And and then after uh, some egging, she's like, "He drove a Bentley or something." So that's pretty funny. Rolls, Rolls, uh, Rolls Royce. Uh, Rolls Royce. So yeah, that, that's he's pretty like, funny. He's, he's like, "Okay, thank you," and then shuts the door. <laughs> <laughs> she must have he's been a, super mad. <laughs> yeah, he's he's like. Yeah, he's a he's an interesting guy. He definitely comes across, and then, you know who knows because it's a documentary about him. And I think he was likely very influential in terms of how everything gets presented. But he comes across as like a pretty like level headed, like shy guy. Yeah, I feel like which is kind of amazing given like all the situations. I mean, of course, he was also like insanely competitive and and all that but like he i think he has like a fairly distinct personality for someone who is like so big and and you know the biggest sport in the world well i feel like his image especially in the late 90s or whatever that 90s period where you know he was kind of everybody's number one uh footballer just as 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 known and then in the early 2000s it was more like a douche but i feel like over the years now it's gotten better like you said uh He's he's let more people in, and he's out of he's not playing anymore. So it's easier <laughs> that you don't have to have that competitiveness as much anymore. Do they touch right. on uh, the Miami stuff, especially now with him uh, yeah. doing the being in Inter Miami and getting messy and all that stuff? 
it's quick. It's basically like kind of how they wrap up the series is, you know, where he's at as like an owner and getting Leo on the team. And so they, they, it's like maybe like 10 minutes of that. It's, but they do cover it. Cool. Cool. I might check that out. I yeah. probably will. I have uh, some free viewing time every now and then I watch too much shit, which is not a bad thing. <laughs> I don't have a baby guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of, speaking of that, I need to, I need to leave. So yeah, no, no. Okay. So that does it. That wraps it up for us. Uh, thanks for joining us guys. While we, uh, analyzed, uh, the nominations for the game awards. Don't forget. We'll be streaming it December 7th, seven thirty Eastern time. Go to our website, pressing Uh, you get the link to our discord so you can get all this information. Um, and we'll see you guys on the next episode. Let's. I just had an idea, real quick. Go ahead. What's your idea? That's live on this thing. Let's let's have. So we're live streaming the Game Awards. Yeah. We need to do two things. One is we need to have a a bingo. That's like. Oh yeah. yeah. The the, con- the content creator go to is a bingo board. All right. Good stuff. Good for stuff. the event, so we need a bingo board, and it, we can either do our own or we can collaborate. I don't know. We'll, we'll figure it out, but. I want to do a bingo board. The other thing is we should do a drinking game where we take a shot every time Baldur's Gate wins an award. All right, I'm down for that. I I love okay. me some alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and, it could, and and you know I think that's at least that's at least a few shots. Yeah, and you uh, know guarantee. And then the stream is much better the, when we when we do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm down for that. We'll we'll put uh we'll do our bingo board. We'll put it up on on the Discord. And uh for anybody that that wants to, you can also do your own bingo. We'll we'll put this information up. Uh, on discord so make sure you guys participate we love our community participating but yeah that's it for us uh see you guys on the next episode i'm hugo bye i'm nick later thanks for joining us on the pressing buttons podcast the show is produced and edited by nick and myself our awesome music is composed by Layla, and our show is done by dpass design don't forget to give us a rating and subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts see you on the next episode